Hey, woo! I always get this really excited feeling when I hit go live. Welcome to another trigger-proof transmission. I call it transmission because um, three or four years ago, I watched a video from Michael Beckwith, and he talked about the stages of spiritual development. And we go from victim to manifester to channeler to one with the universe. And at the point that I was kind of watching his his video, I was in the point of being a manifester. You know, when you do personal development, you do your journaling and you do your affirmations and you read Hal, El, Hal Elrod's book of, of um, you know, the... Uh, savers, you know, miracle morning, and you're like, I'm going to do my rituals, and I'm going to get shit done. And, and you end up going through the process where you're exhausting yourself. And, and you go from, from that experience of feeling exhausted to going, there's got to be something more. And that's when I saw um, Michael Beckwith's uh, kind of work on the stages of spiritual development, and it really spoke to me. And the stage that I was working towards was channeler channeler is this experience where you're a manifester it's you know you're manifesting a goal a manifesting a vision manifesting my dream job manifesting my dream relationship right so you do all the things and the cast the spells and all that stuff and so I was really, it spoke to me, channeler and kind of evolving spiritually to the point where you're in manifesto, you're trying to make shit happen, but channeler, you're about making it welcome. And in order to get to that next level, there seems to be this experience of kind of letting go and surrendering and allowing and I was very, that wasn't easy for somebody like me, being a type A control freak, getting shit done, uh, you know, CEO of a company, running my chiropractic clinic, running my um, online programs, uh, having a team, you know, I got shit done. It made me successful until I hit this point where that get shit done bull in a china shop mentality wasn't really working for me. And so I was like, how do I become more of a channeler? How do I become more in flow with life itself? And so all of my trainings kind of pivoted. I took a break from work. I took a break from being a chiropractor to anybody. I took a break from trying to coach anyone uh, because I had you know, try to figure out my life and see why somebody who's intelligent, who thought he had his shit together, my life wasn't working. My relationships weren't working. Uh, I'd just gone through a breakup of a, a, a relationship, which I didn't know at the time, but I was very much bonded by trauma, trauma-bonded relationship. This heavy, heavy volatile push-pull dynamic. Should I stay? Should I go? Why can't I quit you? Highly sexually charged. You know it's not good for you. You know that I can't bring her home to mama. You know, she, um, former sex worker, exotic dancer, actually a madam uh, for sex workers. But, you know, all those red flags, you, what happens when you're in a trauma bond? You're like, oh, you know, we'll just kind of slide that through. And, 
you know, really captivated by the secrecy, the silence and the shame, not really wanting her to bring her home to my family and having this incongruency that I didn't really want to address. This forms the foundation of trauma, trauma bond. And when things got volatile between us and things blew up to the point where, you know, the police were threatened to be involved, that was my wake up call. And I had to look and go, shit, I've been living in terms of a manifester. I had to become somebody else. If I was to do the one thing that I hadn't really figured out in life, I figured out how to be successful in life, but I really hadn't yet figured out how to be, um, to figure out how to be successful with relationships. I thought, who gives a fuck about relationships? I have to, you know, become this thing. I had this fantasy of becoming successful and well-known and, didn't realize that I was being led by ego, pride, and greed, um, just to compensate for this paralyzing feeling of inadequacy, insecurity, and scarcity that was in my body, that was inherited through generations. And so this wake-up call had me watching one of Michael Beckwith's videos, and I was like, hmm, channeler, wonder what that's like to, instead of making shit happen, making shit welcome allowing. And so here we are doing another trigger proof. All this to say, five and a half minutes, all of that to say, that's what, uh, that's why I call it a transmission. Because when I hit go live, I purposely don't have a, well, I, I mean, I have an idea of what I want to share with you because, but I'm purposely coming from an unscripted place that is coming from my heart because I'm practicing the fine art of leading with love, leading congruently and doing what I couldn't say about myself four years ago, which is um, I, I, I couldn't say that at the time, but I feel very confident and congruent saying it now is that I'm a living embodiment of what I'm teaching. I wasn't that before. There was an incongruency. There was, you can hear it in somebody's voice when they're speaking and they're uh, in video, you can feel it when you watch somebody's video, can't you? Uh, you can, you're, you're not an idiot, right? You feel it, you sense it. It's like when you watch, <laughs> sorry, I don't want to, I don't mean to get political, but it's like when you watch uh, uh, Justin Trudeau, okay? Just watch Justin Trudeau answer questions about the whole uh, Emergencies Act. Just watch him. <laughs> just watch him and then tell me on the in the in the comment section what it feels like when you're watching him if you're really dialed in to your embodiment practices and healing your traumas and you've done your work you're just like there's something off about when he opens his mouth so i didn't want to experience i didn't want to be experienced that way so I wanted to have it. I mean, think about it. When you watch yourself on video, how do you feel? I'm curious right in the comment section. I'm just curious how you feel. When you watch yourself on video, some people are like, oh, I can't watch myself. I'm like, I, I bet you I know why. The reason why you can't watch yourself is because you're fucking full of shit. You're so full of shit. And when you watch yourself, you can see right through it and you can't handle how full of shit you are. Well, that's how I feel when I watch my previous stuff. <laughs> oh, 
when I watch myself now, I don't feel that way. I can watch a transmission of mine from last week and I'll be like, whoa, that's cool because often I'll have maybe a couple points, which I'm going to share with you today, the two main skills. By the way, what is this transmission about? The two main skills that you wish that you learned in school, that all of the students in our Cycle Breaker program, they're pulling their hair out going, fuck, why didn't I learn this before? I wish I learned this before I had kids. I wish I learned this before I got married. And I can relate because not learning these two specific skills, if I can add it all up of what it actually cost me financially, let's talk money, financially, divorce, uh, losing property, client breakdowns, like in the tune of seven figures, easy, easy. And I'm still paying for it. <laughs> I'm still paying for it in trying to break free from my trauma bond. My, you know, if you've ever had an experience with one of those crazy psychotic exes that just won't let go with a smear campaign and just really uh, like with vengeance and really want to take you down and lying and manipulating and uh, I'm still going through it. And that's my karma for not learning these two specific skills. I'm not saying it's my fault. It's not my fault that I didn't learn those skills. I didn't know they were important. And it's most like most of us, it's like in your situation, we don't really come into our trauma healing work unless we've had a wake up call, unless we've, you know, if you're in my, if you're in my um, universe right now and you're watching this either on, you know, you're listening to this on Spotify or you're watching the video on YouTube or you're watching it on uh, a replay on Facebook, however, whatever reason why the algorithms, the gods, the Facebook, the social media gods have you listening and you're in my universe, it's because likely that you've had a wake-up call in the form of infidelity, in the form of a divorce, in the form of a separation that scaring the ever-loving shit out of you, then you're like, I got to do something and wake up and I got to find information to help me cope with the uncertainty of this should I stay or go kind of potential, you know, loss, attachment trauma that I'm facing breakup that I haven't been uh, able to recover from or family system where things just don't feel safe at home. My home is not a sanctuary. You know, I promised myself I wouldn't repeat the same patterns as my parents, but here I am, fuck, living under these same codependent patterns, feeling relationship anxiety. If you're in my, if you're listening to this, um, it's because this topic is important to you and it's important to me because uh, I have made it through the other side and I'm looking from the other side going, fuck, what have, have these, what has not learning these two critical skills cost me in my life? Divorce, legal fees, uh, not to mention, you know, the intangibles that you can't put a price tag on, anxiety, sleepless nights, shame, low self-worth, insecurity, because these two skills weren't taught to me, which is why I am so committed to first mastering it because it's a mastery. It's these skills, it's like Taekwondo. You know, you can get a black belt in Taekwondo, but why is it that the black belts are still training? Like, didn't you get a fucking black belt already? Why are you still on the mat working the basics? Well, because the masters understand that the path of mastery 
it's, it's, it's a path and there's no finish line. And so this is a path of breaking the cycle, becoming a cycle breaker that I love guiding people to. And so here you are listening. Uh, welcome. And just let me know where you're signing in from right in the chat box, right in the comment section. Uh, and if you have any questions about it. Um, so it's very costly not learning these mental anguish. Of course, I talked about the financial part, but let's go deeper. The mental anguish, the low self-worth, the inability to look in a mirror and say, I love you. Holding on to shame um, and feeling insecure in relationships, either not feeling safe in committing to anyone or constantly wondering when will I be chosen, kind of as uh, like in a codependent type of situation where you're just so preoccupied with getting that external validation because you didn't take the time or prioritize your inner and outer resources, time, effort, energy, money in acquiring these skills. So my invitation for you is to listen to this transmission. Tell me what lands for you as I go over these skills and then try to figure out right now what has not learning these skills cost you in your life and to create a possibility where you can actually receive guidance in learning them. Because let me tell you, once I learn these skills, I feel safe in my body. Once I learn these skills, I found a relationship that feels nourishing. And when we argue, it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. I feel safe in conflict. So that means once you learn these skills, you're able to speak up because you're and, and, and speak your truth and set a boundary because you're not afraid of losing the other person because you will not abandon yourself because you've mastered these skills. You have confidence in yourself. So what are these skills now that I've kind of built it up and you're like, all right, would you fucking get to the skills already? <laughs> um, skill number one. And first of all, what do I, what, what business do I have in telling you this? I'm a chiropractor by training. I left chiropractic um, because I discovered these skills. I, in 2021, um, made that transition when I've been teaching this and the people who've been receiving my training, it became so busy that it would just didn't make sense for me to continue my chiropractic practice. And I could delegate to other chiropractors but this skill and the way that I teach it and my specific kind of model, there's, no, there's nobody really doing it this way. I know there's a lot of great teachers out there and I've learned from, I continue to learn from uh, mentors. Um, and I get a little from here and I get a little from there. But what I've done is I'm a researcher. I'm not a researcher. I'm not an academic, not a scholar that does research. I'm all about efficacy. I'm like, what actually works to get results? What shifts the trauma response from fight, flight, freeze, and fawn that you constantly have this pattern that shows up in relationships and what causes the fawner to speak up for themselves? What causes the fighter to become more agreeable? What causes the flighter or the runner who runs from their issues to be able to lean into co-regulation? And what causes the one to freeze and hide to melt and to speak up and to join instead of ghosting. Those four trauma responses that keep us safe in childhood 
completely fucking destroy our adult relationships, our intimate partnerships, the way that we parent. It causes parenting to parenting trauma that we experience from our caregivers to be unconsciously downloaded onto our kids, creating a home that doesn't feel safe. So what are these two skills? What? You're driving me crazy, Nima. Fucking get to the point. Okay, I hear you. Settle the fuck down, please. <laughs> I was at a seminar and I literally, it was in Thailand, and I literally yelled out to the guy, get to the fucking point. And I got kicked out of the seminar. So I see you is what I'm trying to say. Skill number one that you wish that you learned, but you never did because nobody really prioritized it until I fell apart and I realized, shit, whatever distance I have to travel, whatever price I have to pay, I got to learn these two skills. Skill number one, the ability to take a trigger and turn it into deeper self-love. Now, why the fuck would I say that? Well, like what? A trigger and turn it into deeper self-love? Allow me to explain. The group, the Facebook community that I have is called Trigger Proof. And most people think, oh, Trigger Proof. I'm not Trigger Proof. I got triggered. I messed up. One of our Psycho Breaker Portal students is like, I'm doing so great. Everything's changing. My anxiety levels are lower since starting the work. Uh, my kids are noticing a different difference in me. But I messed up and I got triggered the other day. And I'm like, eh, fuck. You didn't get it. You're not getting the point. And we'll forget because learning, healing is learning and learning is forgetting. So whatever I'm going to tell you, you'll forget it tomorrow unless you have an implementable plan of guidance and uh, accountability. Everything just will go over your head. But hear, hear me now and believe me later. Every time you're in a relationship or you're walking through life, you get triggered. What is a trigger? It's a nervous system activation that is a remnant of a past wound, a past emotional or physical injury that causes you to get kind of a tripwire back in time where you experienced pain that was too much, too fast, too soon, or not enough for a, pro for a prolonged period of time. For example, um, when my... Uh, mother uh, left for Canada from Iran, bringing my brother at the age of two, which my son's age right now, I can imagine if all of a sudden his mother left for three months, that would be trauma. The experience that I had in my body was that I can't trust the feminine. There's two parts. My, my psyche split in that moment of trauma. A part of me desperately wanted mom to be there, desperately wanted attention from the feminine that wasn't there, from mom, okay? This needy part. And that constantly needed attention from the woman. This is one part that split and fragmented. And another part split with that trauma to another part that said, I'm gonna make myself so fucking valuable and completely like successful, 
good looking, stylish, a good dancer, a healer, successful, drive a nice car, whatever, so I can get, so I can never have to feel unimportant and dispensable to a woman again. If one would leave, I'm going to have another one on the other, just on deck, ready to go. Paralyzing fear of abandonment, which creates this false godlike grandiose self to compensate for that. Boom. While simultaneously having this part of me completely insecure, deeply needing the feminine. You see the split in my psyche that was created at the age of two. Now, that isn't something that was cognitively I was aware of because I was just learning to talk at the age of two, right? One and a half, one, one and a half, two. So we don't have the language before. A lot of times these traumas happen to us when we were pre-verbal. Some of the clients we're working with, you know, there was like a rejection from mom right at birth. You know, one of our clients was like, she was, you know, quote unquote ugly. And the mother was like, oh, she's ugly. And there was this experience of rejection from mom right from birth. Now that shit is in your body long before we have the language to describe it. Much of your traumas that you might've experienced, you might say, I don't remember anything, but I'm always insecure. That's because often our, our traumas, which are called, or which are injuries, either emotional or physical, happen before we were even verbal. Like if you were adopted, there will always be a part of you that feels an abandonment wound, but you don't understand it because it's not something you're cognitively aware of, but it's in your body. Now, these injuries, traumas, wounds are stored in the body and it's often we don't remember them. We don't have to remember them because our traumas aren't stored in our memory. They're stored in our reactivity. So what'll happen is you'll go through life like myself and then I will have, like for example, when I was 18, I had my first love when I was 18 and all of a sudden she left. It was like love that I'd never experienced before. It was deep. It was like, I'm going to marry her. And all of a sudden we break up after six months and I was devastated. That trigger of being left by my mother, boom, reared its head again. And here's the thing. When we get triggered or activated, that trauma isn't in the past anymore. It's happening right now. The ripple effect is literally in our body and we're reliving it. And we regress back to the way that we were when we were that age. So I started showing up like a two-year-old. If you've ever experienced arguments with your partner and you're like, fuck, this person's acting like a child, you're onto something. Or you're looking at your own behavior going, fuck, why am I like a kid? I feel like a needy little child. You're onto something. Because what's happened is in your relational dynamics, which are designed to activate your past wounds, you didn't, but you didn't know that. That's what you're doing is you're, you're like, I'm going to marry this person. They're going to help rid me of all the insecurities of life. Eh, wrong. They're actually designed to trigger and activate these younger parts of yourself that you've forgotten as an attempt to complete what was incomplete. That's the whole goal 
of relationships. It's not to make you happy. That's a fucking fantasy. Sorry to, sorry to burst your bubble as we're going into Christmas. Your relationships aren't designed, aren't here to make you happy. They're here to help you grow. They're here to help you find parts of you that you haven't yet loved. Problem is you haven't learned this skill growing up. I didn't learn it in high school. I had to go through a divorce and several failed relationships to wake the fuck up and find the right guidance to help me kind of unlearn all of these fantasies, Disney fairy tale fantasies that I had about romance and love and all these expectations and then learn how to kind of dismantle those fantasies and start building a life based on reality. And let me tell you, it was a beautiful experience. Actually, it was very painful, but I had the right guidance, had the right mentorship. I, there, it's a path and I'm still on the path. I'm not on any mountaintop by any stretch of the imagination, but the key component is that first skill that I had to learn after my last trauma bond ended was taking these triggers not becoming trigger proof, not becoming trigger less, trigger less, trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less. It means the skill, the practice, like playing the piano, like Taekwondo, like skiing. It's any practice. It's not going to, you're not going to learn it overnight. You're not going to learn it just by watching a YouTube video. You've been listening to the trigger proof podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger-proof doesn't mean trigger-less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the Overview Experience. And a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. Excuse me, you're not even going to learn it by reading a book. It's learned by rewiring these patterns, these triggers that started in childhood that cause us to abandon ourselves and look for safety outside of ourselves. So when we get triggered and you leave or you say something really mean to me or I get trolls on Facebook or social media and they're saying, you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that, you're, you're calling me names and it causes this trigger inside of me, what happens is it's not what you're saying that's the problem. What it's triggering is inside of me is for me to turn on myself. So every trigger or nervous system activation unconsciously causes us to abandon ourselves. So let's say I ask you, I ask someone on a date and they say, no, I'm not interested. That's not a prop. They're just not interested. 
but I turn around and make it mean that I'm not lovable, that I'm abandoned, that I'm rejected, that I'm not good enough. Who's abandoning who here? I'm abandoning myself. This is a faulty wiring that we, it's not faulty. Why does it, why is it there? As a child, when we feel a sense of threat, we then abandon ourselves, betray ourselves and find and latch on to safety and security through external validation for survival. It's very wise. The problem is that wiring in adulthood causes self-abandonment. So what happens? You get triggered. You don't want, you know, this person, you know, you, you don't, you're not able to, when you don't get that right, you're not able to speak up and speak your truth. So you hide your truth because you don't want to lose the attachment. So you fawn. You get triggered, you get angry, and instead of being compassionate with yourself, you make it mean you're not enough, so then you react with anger, you fight. You get triggered in a relationship, you start dating, you get triggered in the relationship after the first couple, you have a conflict, you have an argument, there's a rupture, and inside you go, I'm not enough, and then boom, trauma response, you run, I can't do this anymore. Got triggered, I'm not able to do this. So fear of commitment is because your trigger has caused you to turn on yourself. Does this make sense? Let me know if anything I'm saying is landing. I know it's like drinking from a fire hose. No, you're not going to get it overnight. But that's what happens every time you get triggered. Skill number one that I started learning was how to take these triggers and instead of abandoning myself, how to turn them saying, Nima, you're not enough. You're not good enough. You're not worthy. The insecurity, um, uh, the scarcity and the inadequacy, taking that every trigger instead of shaming myself, judging and abandoning myself, turning it into deeper self-love. And when you do that, your confidence starts to grow. You're not afraid to speak up because if they disagree with you or they don't like you, you're like, all right, I'm not going to abandon myself. All right, looks like it's not the right fit then. You're able to walk away from a situation because you're not holding on in fear of losing attachment because you love yourself. Does that make sense? Take a deep breath in, pause, and take a look at how your triggers over the last week, over the last two weeks, in whatever situation you're in, how have they been impacting you? What story have you been making about you? What's been the impact to your parenting? What's been the impact on all aspects of life? And if it's not where you'd like it to be, what's more important? What skill is more important for you to learn than that? I'd love to know. What's more important for you to learn? Can you see? I started realizing that this was a fundamental skill that if I didn't learn that skill, any other skill I learned is not as important because this is kind of like, it's like your operating system in your mind, right? It's your operating system. I can learn other skills. I can invest in training and learning other skills. But if I don't learn this skill, it's like, it's like saving files on a computer with a virus in it. 
Why don't we learn how to remove that fucking virus that was implanted in us, not from our parents, 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 but even further down the line. Not even your fault, but here we are. 2022, whenever you are, or whenever you are the recording of this, what has it cost you to not learn that skill? Hence the, the kind of community that we have trigger proof and the offers that we have and the trainings we have in our cycle breakers. It's for people who really value and see that the cost to their lives and their health has been very dire because they're at the effect of their triggers all the time. You can't have a healthy relationship can't feel safe in your body, anxious all the time. You don't know what your purpose is. Okay, so what's that costing you? When is it important for you to learn and get the right guidance to actually master that one skill? Skill number one, taking a trigger and turning it into deeper self-love. On a scale of one to 10, what would you say is your um, rating of that skill? Now, I'm, I consider myself moving towards black belt on it. The latest challenges of trying to break free from my trauma bond, it's been lots of triggers, but I'm getting better and better. Instead of these triggers making me more anxious, taking away my health, making me age quicker and get fatter and just become lazier, I'm getting even more refined. In other words, when adversity comes to me, I'm becoming stronger in the face of it because my life hasn't gotten easier, but I've become greater in my capacity because I decided that learning that skill was the most important thing. That's the first one. Once you learn the first one, because that's the first part that we teach in our Psycho Breakers communities, that when the right fit, it's not for everybody. Some people, depending on how far your trauma's gone and cluster B personality types, you're so impacted by your triggers that you know, you're not even the right fit for our community because part of learning is you're actually signing up to get, to get activated so that you can expand your capacity to feel it. But we've had some people that we've let into our container that have been, we didn't really interview them properly and we weren't interviewing at the time. And they would come in and they would get triggered and then they would become abusive. They wouldn't, they wouldn't realize that getting triggered by someone's comment or the, you know, something that didn't go their way is actually part of the process. You're here to learn how to kind of repair with yourself through that. But they became too reactive and so abusive that, it was a, that, that they actually kind of destroyed the experience of other people, including myself. It was like, whoa. So we've now become very um, boundaried with who we let in now because this is a very critical skill to learn, but not everyone's got the capacity to learn it. So the person's got to be really, um, really like they get what it is that they're doing. They're willing to get uncomfortable and they're willing to speak up rather than run away. It's like, oh, this person said something that hurt me. I'm running away. I'm, this is not the right community. No, they're saying that so that you can kind of lean in to having a conversation and repairing, which brings me to my second skill. Skill number two is this, the skill of learning how to take conflict, which happens whenever there's two human, flawed human beings are in a container, it's just part of life, 
and instead of running away from it or being consumed by it, turn conflict into deeper intimacy. In other words, imagine not running away from conflict or being consumed by it, but being able to lean into conflict and to discuss the differences of opinions with love, with compassion, with empathetic understanding, with unapologetic empathy. That is what's possible when you master that second skill. And when you master that second skill, you now have the foundation of building secure relationships because what happens is you're no longer afraid of conflict. When something comes up for you, A, you'll be able to regulate yourself and then speak up, speak up. Hey, can I share with you what came up for me? You know, I'm kind of nervous about sharing it because I'm afraid of what you're going to say, but my commitment to having a secure relationship with you is a lot higher than my, uh, than my fear of being rejected by you because I've done my own inner work and turned my trigger into deeper self-love. I love myself enough to be able to tell you the truth of what came up for me when you said those words or when you were late or when you did this X, Y, Z. Do you get what I'm saying? There becomes an, an ability to trust yourself when you're dealing in relationships at work with other flawed human beings who are at the effect of their traumas. You become more compassionate with yourself because you've been compassionate with yourself. You've taken your trigger and you've turned it into deeper self-love. So with that comes understanding of the other person and then you can repair without fawning. You can repair without people-pleasing because you've repaired with you first. Where would you say you're at? on that scale of that skill number two. And what, had, what would be the impact in your life if these skills were actually mastered? That you actually said, no, you know what, Nima, you're making sense. I get it. I'm ready to walk the path to actually master it. Not just sit here and just watch a bunch of videos and go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like my mom used to do. <laughs> Please don't be like this. Oh, reading all the books, watching all the videos, but really changing nothing. Have you ever met anybody like that? That's because reading books and going to therapy doesn't somatically shift the pattern. Patterns are shifted through challenge, through accountability, through implementation. Your ego is not going to do that when you're just watching a video. So it's critical to get receive guidance. I don't want guidance. I want to do it all myself. Yes, that's the trauma response talking. The two most important skills that I never learned in school, how to take a trigger and turn it into deeper self-love and how to take conflict and turn it into deeper intimacy. Now, what's happened is I have relationships with my coworkers like Kim and Eileen and Natalie, and we've all gotten into conflict with one another and we've repaired to the point where I truly feel when I'm with them, there's nothing between us. Have you ever experienced that? When you're with somebody, a loved one, a friend, and you feel like there's unspoken shit behind, between you, that energy is toxic. That energy is incongruent. That energy destroys possibility of having secure relationships, which intimacy means 
my wife being able to sit down with me one day and tell me the painful truth that maybe her needs aren't getting met because of my head's not, not on right. Do you know what I mean? And so with that ability, I was able to just a couple months ago and my wife and I were having a little bit of conflict. I just felt she was being snappy and bitchy to me. Right. And, and I just felt myself really like shutting down to her sexually. And I didn't want that. I want to have a really great sexual connection with my wife, but my body was not feeling it. And I didn't know how to say it to her. And I was kind of nervous. And so one day I woke up and I was feeling frisky, but I was too angry to direct that towards her. And I said, look, I'm angry. I feel anger towards you. And I know you're a wonderful mother. You haven't done anything wrong, but I just, my body is extremely, can I ask, can I share with you what I've been feeling? And she said, yes, she, I gave, I got her consent. I shared it with her. I said, I'm angry towards you because I feel you've been snapping. I've been doing the best that I've could. I do what most women would absolutely love in a husband, but I'm just feeling resentment towards you. What's going on? And, and I, and I, I don't want that. And so she was, she listened, she validated it and she let me kind of empty all of my resentment, right? Because I didn't abandon myself. I didn't, I, I thought, you know what? If she doesn't take this well, that's okay. I'm going to say it in the most loving and compassionate way, but I'm not going to abandon myself in this relationship because I want a, I deserve a fulfilling relationship and I'm not going to stop at anything to, to get there, but I'm going to do it with compassion. So she listened a day or two later, cause she takes a little bit more time to process than I do a day or two later. She comes up to me and she goes, I'm angry with you. And I'm like, okay, well talk to me what's going on. And she says, I've been judging you. Why? Because of the fucking stupid choice that you made to date the person you were with before my trauma bond, <laughs> because She's one of those psychotic, like, not let go. You know, we've all had that experience with the crazy ex that won't let go. This is one of those situations. And it's like, I feel like she's been a part of our marriage since day one. And she won't let go. And I'm so fucking mad at her. And I don't even know her. And I'm never mad at anyone. I'm, I'm a loving person. I'm so fucking mad at her. And now I'm mad at you for dating her. And now I'm mad at myself for feeling this way. And I'm just... I've been stuffing it in and I just sat and I listened and I was like, oh, fuck. No wonder she's so angry with me and she's just snapping at little things just the way, do this, do that. And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? Why are you talking to me like that for? You know, like that's just, that's a boner killer. <laughs> you know, ladies, for your men, with your being bossy with masculine energy, barking orders, it just completely shut down. Just like how you women will feel completely dry as the Sahara if he's being a fucking dick. Same thing. And I just told her. And so she's barking orders and I'm like, ah, oh, okay. And I held space for her anger and she expressed it with tears. I held her and I expressed my anger. She expressed hers and all of this energy of resentment just flooded out of our body. And we had such a beautiful, aligned, loving repair and connection, which had been building for like weeks before, but I, I didn't, I hadn't addressed it. But thank God that I took the time 
to master skill number one, turning the trigger and turning it into deeper self-love so that I won't abandon myself. And skill number two, taking a conflict. And because of the conflict, repairing with deeper intimacy, kind of like a muscle, when you build a muscle, it creates little micro tears when you're doing a bicep curl. These tears, when they re repair, a repaired muscle tear, micro muscle tear, is what causes muscles to grow and hypertrophy. In other words, you get stronger from the repair of the mini rupture. Guess what? That's how a secure relationship is earned. It's not just fucking pie in the sky, Santa, deliver me this perfect person. It's earned through going through rupture and repair so that over time, the relationship gets stronger, not weaker, not love bomb from the beginning and fizzles out. No, it starts off slow and it builds with time. That's the opposite of a trauma bond. That's what a secure relationship is. It starts off slow. It builds over time through the repairs of the ruptures. First, within yourself by taking your triggers and turning it into deeper intimacy. And second, by taking these ruptures, these arguments that like I just described with my wife. And since then, we've just been like, it's like we're honeymooners again. There's such a loving connection. And here's the best part. When you learn this, my two-year-old gets to experience life in a house that feels like a sanctuary instead of a tense, fucking toxic cesspool of negative energy. Did you grow up in a house like that? What are you creating in your household unconsciously through no fault of your own? Because you haven't taken the time to learn the two most critical skills never taught in school, which is why it makes my heart sing to teach those who are really committed to learning. So let me know what came up for you in this training. What's your biggest takeaway? And those of you who resonate with this and you're looking and it's pre-Christmas and you're like, fuck it, that's it. This is speaking to me. I'm done, enough. You have to have that moment where you're like, enough, I'm worth it. I'm worth it. My children are worth it. The sanctity of my home is worth it. I'm worth creating that safe container around. Send me a DM. Let me know why now is different. And what I'll do is we'll maybe chat a little bit and I'll send you a link for an application and explain to you the process. And I'd love to help those who are ready, <coughs> ready to walk the path, take the full responsibility. And we ask you a couple questions, make sure you're not gonna really just drain the entire energy of the container. Uh, and with our boundaries, if you're ready to listen to our boundaries and be willing to receive guidance from a boundaried guy who loves what he does, but won't take fucking shit from nobody <laughs> so that you can learn how to do the same thing and become a leader of your home, become a leader of your family system, become a leader of your business because leadership comes naturally. And after these skills, these two critical skills, literally everything happens on the other side of that. If you're willing to rewire this conditioned pattern that you haven't learned, send me a DM. 
and we'll see you at the next perfect time. Let me know what came up for you.